What is up, everybody, and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at Freeman Mazda. Net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. Before we do any of that, though, let's get into tonight's topic. Cowboys rookie Tyler Smith. We can still call him a rookie, you know, from here until the new year uh, of the league in March. Cowboys rookie Tyler Smith receiving the ultimate praise from NFL draft insider Daniel Jeremiah, he talked about the Cowboys left tackle slash left guard on a recent press conference call with media members. And he had some interesting thoughts about uh, Tyler Smith. I'll get into this and then I will get into the comments. Thank you for joining the show. Essentially, the full quote is he would be the first offensive lineman picked if he were to enter in the draft after what we've seen this year. Because you nailed it. The ability was all in there. He needed to dial some things back a little bit. Obviously, with the penalties that he had, ultra, ultra aggressive, which led to some balance issues as well. But here's what he added. He has played more under controlled. He played great this year. When you look at his combination of athleticism, physicality, all those things, he would probably, and I would feel pretty confident saying he would be the first offensive lineman picked in this draft that is high praise for the Cowboys um, for the Cowboys rookie from Daniel Jeremiah and it really goes a long way in showing how people perceived Tyler a year ago because it has not been that long but our perception of Tyler Smith has changed dramatically we didn't want Tyler's, many of us, I mean, I'm sure there were exceptions, but we didn't want Tyler Smith with the 24th overall pick. I remember that we kind of got into the draft kind of knowing already where things were going to go because there was a lot of, you know, whispers already on draft day. Uh, there was Brian Broaddus mentioning Tyler Smith again and again. There were some other persons also kind of uh, suggesting ready for Tyler Smith and the fan base from a consensus point of view was not in love with it was not in love with the idea of drafting uh, Tyler Smith but things have surely changed and actually uh, the question for you guys in the chat would be from one to ten how confident are you in Tyler Smith moving forward uh, let me see some of your comments here in the show while while we get this started uh, thank you for tuning in by the way do me a favor and hit the like button if you enjoy the show and hit the subscribe button as well uh, hit that uh, notification bell on too let's see what you guys have to say thank you for everybody tuning in in the youtube chat and the facebook chat we've got gregory we've got toxic tom maddie h thank you for joining joy vela we've got russell saying, uh, where did you see the article about the Cowboys having to spend 90% of the cap for a three-year average, says Russell. Well, there's there's one that I wrote 
for over for adcsports.com, excuse me, and that is based off of over the cap own article on it. So you can check both out. I had one more more uh like, you know, centered around the Cowboys which you can check out over at adcsports.com. If you don't find it because, you know, we put out a lot of content every day, so if you don't find it for whatever reason, uh find one of mine and then you can click on my name it will take you to my author page and you can probably find that uh, there, Russell. Otherwise, you can also check it out on overthecap.com, um, Google over the cap team cash spending, and you will find it for sure. For those of you who missed that show, you can check it out on a Thursday's episode of ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. And it was a fun one. Uh, we got into some salary cap details, all of us together. Let's see here. Tyler Smith is a grown man. Says Bruce, shout out to Toxic Thumbs. Thank you for joining the show and shouting out the uh, teacher, the Dwight Schrute teacher. Uh, let's see. 10 for Gregory. Charlene Evans goes from 10 from 1 to 10. Level of confidence in Tyler Smith moving forward. Uh, Jamie goes with 9. Toxic Thumbs says guard 9 and then tackle would be a 7. I like that, you know, uh, splitting it in two because it is true Tyler Smith we don't know what position he will be playing but we do know that his flexibility is part of what overall makes him a solid solid player for Dallas and one of the key pieces to the puzzle this offseason because we don't know and probably the Cowboys are still trying to figure this out too. we don't know if the Cowboys will cut Tyron Smith or not uh, he would open significant cap space if he's released but also maybe you want to keep both of them knowing that you have some flexibility with Tyler and if Tyron goes down for x or y then Tyler can be kicked outside and play a solid season at left tackle like we already saw last year I would go with an eight I am pretty confident on Tyler I don't think that this that he is this like elite all pro caliber player or something like that. He is not near that yet, but he is definitely a guy that can still, you know, benefit from a ton of upside because we saw the, the first year version of Tyler. But remember, he's going to keep working with Duke Manyweather. He's going to keep working on his technique. And we have already seen him win in the NFL with pure physicality, strength, and explosiveness. Now he gets another offseason to work on his technique. And once that gets cleaned up, once that gets more consistent, we might be talking about one of the best tackles in the entire NFL, potentially. And maybe that's kind of, you know, kind of uh, bullish, a bullish stance on Tyler. But I think it's fair based on what we have seen. Because he wanted it at a consistent level just with his explosiveness, his athleticism, and just overall nastiness as a blocker. Toxic Tom says, Tyler Smith's intangibles is his greatest asset. Could be, hey, his intangibles are, are good. He's a hardworking kid. Uh, Double R says, really, my opinion is he's going to adapt wherever. He's only 21 years old, and he has still plenty of time to learn. And I agree. Sometimes we forget how young Tyler Smith is. So that is part of the reason why 
Daniel Jeremiah had such high praise for him. But he also said something interesting regarding uh, Tyler Smith. He talked about a player that could be on a similar kind of situation this year and a player that could be a year away, but that can be worth the bet in the NFL draft. So before I tell you who I'm talking about, let me ask you, do you consider offensive line the Dallas Cowboys' top need in 2023? Give me your answers. And before I tell you mine, and before we get into who could be Tyler Smith's version in 2023 during this NFL draft, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net, a family-owned business for over 65 years. You can check out their dealership over at Irving, Texas, and you can also check out their wide range of new and used vehicles over at FreemanMazda.net. In there, you can check out every car. You can check out the features of it, pictures of the outside, the inside. You can get your free code there as well. And as every single night here on ADC Sports Dallas Prime Time, we into the Freeman Mazda Ride of the Week. And it is a good one this week as we're getting ready to talk about the new 2023 Mazda MX-5 Miata RF Grand Touring. And this one is a nice one. $36,815 is the starting price. It comes with Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto, manual transmission, convertible roof, premium audio, blind spot monitor, and a miles per gallon capacity of 26 when you are in the city. That goes up to 34 when you are in the highway. So make sure you check it out over once more at FreemanMazda.net. So, offensive line. Is it a Cowboys is it the Cowboys' top need? Let me know in the chat. Offensive line. Let's see where you guys landed at. Uh, Joey Bella said, Seguro que sí. Of course, yes. Let's go. Stephen White says, yes. Toxic Tom goes with, no, number one, general manager, number two, cap base. That's, that might be cheating a little bit here, Toxic Tom, but I will allow it. Uh, John Jones goes with, yes. Jamie goes with, no, wide receiver is the biggest need. That could be it, man. Uh, I am between. I am torn between those two. I think offensive line, wide receiver, and maybe even cornerback could be up there. Uh, cornerback, I struggle with because I just don't know if like the Cowboys would be comfortable just rolling Israel Mukwamu as a starter at cornerback. Uh, but I would probably rank the, the top three needs for the Cowboys as such. Uh, offensive line, wide receiver, and cornerback, probably. Uh, Bruce goes with uh, offensive line first round, wide receiver second round. Brian Smith goes with we need a guard. Uh, let's see here. What else do we have? Gregory says one of them and wide receiver cornerback, so we are in line there. Uh, weapons on offense is Blizzard, so not offensive line. Double offense. Offensive line is in the draft. Uh, Ines says uh, offensive line needs help. Yes, for Michael Lockhart too. So some, you know, some split here and there. 
Grant Pierce says, depends on how the board falls. But hey, just to be clear here, and, and I do understand why, because I mean, we did get into the rounds here in the comments, but the top need, regardless of whether or not you're addressing it in the first round, does not change, right? Like that is your top need, period. But I do agree with Grant in saying that, hey, when it comes for the Cowboys to like, you know, be on the clock, it they, they might be better off drafting the best player available, which might not be your top need. But if we ex if we ignore the drafting aspect of it, is offensive line the top need or not? Or maybe it's wide receiver, or maybe it is a cornerback. Bring back the beef to the offensive line. Sashawn, 330 to 360 pound lineman. You probably need more speed now, though. That, that is a thing I, I, I would probably argue there. Shout out to Mr. Joe watching us from Italy right now. Thank you, good sir. Thank you for joining the show. I would probably say yes, it is a top need right now. And listen, the guy Daniel Jeremiah said, mentioned, could be the guy for the Cowboys. I don't know. I think that he kind of fits the description here. And we're talking about Jalen Duncan from Maryland. For Dane Brugler from The Athletic, he is the ninth best offensive tackle. So we might not even be talking about the Cowboys' first round pick here. We might be talking about the second round draft pick here. But we know that if they like their guy, if they like their, their prospect, they are getting him early like they did last year with Tyler Smith. Here's what Daniel Jeremiah had to say about Oh, wait, did we kind of skip one? Did I lose one of the slides that I was going to share with you guys tonight? Let's see here. Oh, man, I'm showing you the back end of things. I'm showing you. I, I We're cheating here already. Yeah, I probably lost that slide, but let me tell you what it was all about. I'll reach here, the, the Jalen Duncan uh, screen really quickly. Man, we're getting bloopers tonight on ADC Sports Dallas primetime. This is what Daniel Jeremiah had to say about him. He said, this year, in terms of guys that still have some work to do in terms of their development, Jalen Duncan from Maryland, and I don't even remember if he was a junior or not, but he was at the Senior Bowl, so I don't know if he graduated early or what his deal was. He's somebody that I think is a year away. Like, it's all in there. It's all in his body. He has a ton of ability. He is very athletic. He is going to test. I would be shocked if he doesn't test extremely well. And Dallas Cowboys fans, listen up. He has been working with Duke Manyweather, who does a great job in Dallas. And you can already see him making strides there. I think his best football is in the future, not in the past. So hear me out. Here are the check boxes that, in my opinion, Jalen Duncan already checks. And I will be completely transparent here and say, I'm basing this completely off of Daniel Jeremiah's quotes. And I have not watched Duncan's tape yet. I'm actually a little bit behind on my, my NFL draft prep, which is not like, you know, deep enough as some of the actual draft people on Twitter, on YouTube and all of that. 
but I will start watching film on Monday. Just, you know, we've been working on a lot of behind the scenes things. Stay tuned for that. But I think that Jalen Duncan checks a lot of boxes. He's a player that, you know, overall the league or the media does not perceive as the top offensive line right now, the top offensive lineman. He works with Duke Manyweather, and he's a player that the Cowboys could develop or have Duke Manyweather develop. That might be a more accurate way of describing things just based on how Dallas has done things uh, recently at offensive line. So Jalen Duncan, add that name to your Cowboys draft watch list. Let's see here some of your comments here in the show. Uh, Professor O says, you can do a 3 for one with Maryland film. Banks, Duncan, and Rakeem Jarrett. Oh, that is, that is a smart hack. Thank you, Professor O. I will do that. Toxic Tom says, this show, <laughs> this show is brought to you by Dunder Mifflin. The people, person's paper, people. <laughs> there you go. The Dwight Schrute t-shirt. Man, you gotta, I, I got to show you the post-it now. Because this shirt is Dwight Schrute assistant to the regional manager. There is a post-it in there correcting Dwight on the actual t-shirt. Had to show you it. Uh, there had been enough comments about it already for me to actually stand up and show it to you. So, yeah, Jalen Duncan, watch out for him. I think that he could be a player that uh, the Cowboys are interested in these years NFL draft process. And let's see if that number, if that name starts to maybe skyrocket a little bit as the NFL draft gets closer and closer. But anyways, uh, before we move on, or actually moving on would be the correct uh, phrasing. Let's get into the Cowboys news because they did announce the full coaching staff over the weekend. You know, on Friday, they announced the last hiring. Computron? No, that is not it. Uh, Professor O says, what was Wright's robot name? Uh, Cy Cyclops. Wasn't it Cyclops? Recyclops. Recyclops. I was getting close. Yeah, it's Recyclops. <laughs> you know, on Earth Day, he, he starts off all eco-friendly and then he's just destroying the world man the office is such a great show just does not get old for me i am like in my eighth rewatch now to be honest but hey here's the cowboys 2023 coaching staff on offense you get jeff blasco that was one of the new ones he will step up as run game coordinator slash running back coach you get Raymond Chin Young as quality control assistant offensive line. Ryan Feather as game management slash offensive assistant. Will Harriger, we've talked about him at length here on the show. He will come in as quality control slash offensive assistant. Evan Harrington as offensive assistant. Chase Haslett, he also is stepping up assistant tight ends coach. Robert Prince will stay put at wide receiver. Ryan Schottenheimer. We know about this one offensive coordinator, Mike Solari. We know about him offensive line. Scott Tolson, suspicions confirmed. He will take over as QB coach. And then Londa Wells will stay on as a tight ends coach over on the offensive side of things. So just, just based on that, I will say this. 
when the Cowboys announced this full version of the staff, we kind of realized that everything that we were suspicious about came true. This is entirely Mike McCarthy's coaching staff on offense. I mean, sure, Robert Prince is in there. London Wells is in there. But no Doc Nosmeyer. Instead of him, it will be Scott Tolson. No Kellen Moore. Instead of him, it will be Brian Schottenheimer. This is a Mike McCarthy-built staff. For better or worse. And there are some pros and cons to that. We have discussed that too on the show. But it's crazy to me that when... And not necessarily in a negative side. Like some people will enjoy just giving McCarthy full control. Many fans, and I would argue most fans, have been calling for that for years now. Giving the coach full control. Uh, This coaching staff list, to me, shows that, honestly. Uh, McCarthy bringing in Stolson at QB coach. He was with the Packers, obviously. He's a McCarthy guy. When he was a player, he was that. Uh, The same for Schottenheimer, we know that he's also a McCarthy guy from a on a different kind of style because he was not with him in Green Bay. It was more of a Marty Schottenheimer relationship there. You've got Jeff Blasco, who was also with the Packers on during that time. So I think that our suspicions were confirmed overall. And on defense, not a lot of changes. Just, you know. The most important one has to be the absence of George Edwards because you get Aiden Durth once more at defensive line. You get Sherry Floyd, the former first-rounder for the Minnesota Vikings, as assistant defensive line coach. Al Harris stays on as defensive backs coach. Cannon Matthews steps up as assistant defensive backs coach. Scott McCurley regains control of the linebackers. He was with the linebackers before. George Edwards kind of got more involved in there recently, but now it's McCurley's unit again. Dan Quinn stays on a defensive coordinator. Eric Simonelli uh, stays on as analytics coach. Darren Thompson, assistant linebacker coach. Joe Witt, pass game coordinator. And there's one more name that I skipped intentionally. You know, on the special list side of things and strength and conditioning, not a lot to be said there. But on the defensive side of things, there's an interesting name, Pitt Onegin. That was the last hiring that was announced for the Cowboys. Pitt Onegin, defensive assistant. And if you are anything like me, you probably Google every coach when they are reported on. That's that's the first thing that I do if I don't know them. Like, oh. Cowboys brought in this guy. Let me Google him. Let's see who he coached with, where, when, what were the results, what was he. That's how we got the Will Harriger show here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. We got some insight there. So I did the same about, I, I did the same for Peter Onegin. I did not know that name. I Googled him very quickly. And it turns out that I, instead of, instead of looking at, you know, coaching, staffs that he had you know been a part of i got some filmography pages and that is a fun fact for you guys tonight on the show because pete onegin you might know him not from former 
you know, from, from previous runs elsewhere, but because he did appear in the replacements with Keanu Reeves, he was the center of the team. He was also the center of the Miami Sharks on any given Sunday, Al Pacino's movie. So, you know, we usually talk about coaching ties to some of the big names around the coaching world. But the Cowboys have some Keanu Reeves ties on their 2023 coaching staff. How crazy is that? And all kidding aside, like Pete Onegian has some background in scouting. He has some background in training. But how about that? You had already seen and learned about Pete Onegian in the big screen with two of your favorite movie stars, no less. <laughs> I loved that little fun fact. I even wrote an article about it over on ADZ Sports Dallas. And not only that, but, you know, there's actually kind of a fun story in which he cussed out. <laughs> he cussed out Keanu Reeves. And I'm trying to find you to quote as I, as I tell you this because I wrote about it. But this is an actual quote for you. And this is from a, a story by The Athletic on Keanu Reeves' journey in sports film. And the sports coordinator for that movie is quoted for saying, Keanu gets back in the huddle and, and he says, my fault, guys. There was a fumble. Uh, he calls the play and says, ready, break. But they don't break. And Onegin looks at him and says, don't F fumble. Don't F and fumble again. And then Onegin says, it just felt comfortable treating him like one of the guys. So there you go. Next time that you're watching the Cowboys and maybe they, Maybe the, the coaching staff topic is brought up. You should tell them, oh, did you know that Peter Nijin was in the big screen with Keanu Reeves and Al Pacino? Fun fact. <laughs> oh, man, is this true, Toxic Tom? Is this true? Because I will lose it. Toxic Tom says, by the way, Roy from the office plays tight end in that movie <laughs> is that like 86 on this screen i don't believe you <laughs> i mean i do but that's crazy talk to thompson oh in the replacements they use free agency to fill the team they have a better front office than us uh katharina says mo did you hear anything about odell coming to the cowboys i read something on it today I think that it will be a possibility, but nothing has happened on that front yet. So, you know, we can still kind of wait on that. But I can guarantee you that it will be a it will be a possibility. And I think we have a lot, lot, a long way to go on that conversation. I don't even know if you're playing or not, Toxic Tom. I don't even know if if you mean if you meant it. That Roy was okay. Now I know you, you're you're not. <laughs> now I know you're playing in the chat. For a moment, I thought that maybe Roy was the tight end of of the replacements. That would have been funny as heck. Anyways, before we get out of here, I did prepare a random off-season question for you. Oh, it's true. <laughs> Professor Osis Tom was right. I just confirmed it. So is 
are all of Toxic Tom's comments right now true? Because for the Facebook people, let me, let me tell you what Toxic Tom is saying in the YouTube chat. He's saying that Roy from The Office plays tight end in the replacements. He's saying that Otto from House of Dragon is the kicker. And then John Favreau plays the mic. <laughs> That's crazy. I did not know any of that. I, I just knew that Pete Onigi, the new Cowboys, the new Cowboys assistant, <laughs> played the center. <laughs> That's crazy. So my question for me to you, and this is a random one. This is a just for fun one. What's the best football movie ever? Because I know that The Replacements has like a big fan base. Big, big fan base. So my question for me to you, what is the best football movie ever? And then after that, uh, we can get out of here on tonight's episode of ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. My answer to that question is actually my favorite movie straight up. Sports movies, non-sports movies, just encompassing every movie that has ever been made and I have watched. My favorite movie is a football movie. And I have read the book twice. I have watched the movie like twice per semester probably. So I watch it like four times per year. I'm not even kidding you. So let's see some of your answers right now. Uh, Professor O says, any given Sunday. That is a very good pick. Tom Stone says, Joe Mesa. Toxic, Toxic Tom goes with Rudy. Any given Sunday for the Wayne Brown. Yeah, Tom Stone was random. Joe Mesa says, oh, oh, football movie. Whoops, sorry. <laughs> Double R goes with the longest yard. Gregory also with the longest yard. Just, just last night, I was watching the longest yard because it was on TV. And I realized for the first time ever that they actually run the fumble ruski on the longest yard. Love that. Uh, any given Sunday for Peter Rizzo. Brandt goes with We Are Marshall or Remember the Titans. Bruce goes with Remember the Titans. And then the Ethernet has the one, the only right answer to this question. The best football movie ever. Shout out to the Ethernet for getting it right. That's my favorite movie ever. Friday Night Lights. Man, that movie, I can tell you, I can tell you word by word Coach Gaines' pitch at halftime. Like, I know it by heart. It is a great movie, man. Joey Bell also went with Friday Night Lights. Uh, Toxic Tom said that it was a close second. No, sir. No, sir. It's number one. It will always be number one to me, of course. Uh, great movie, man. Great movie. And, you know, kind of an, an interesting experience for me because I watched it countless times, as I said, and then I kind of avoided reading the book just because I didn't want to ruin my experience with the movie. But then when I read the book, I found out how wrong I was. It made me appreciate it way more. It is a more, more real look into that story. It touches a lot on racism in Texas, for example, during that time and especially around football. So it was a very educational read too. If you have not read that book, I 100% recommend that you do because it is 100% worth it. 
uh, check it out for sure. If you have never, never, never read Friday Night Lights, the book, definitely do that. It, it is very, very interesting. Uh, North Dallas 40 is a good one, says Professor O. I've never watched that one. The program from Joel Wilson, Gregory goes with Little Giants. Oh, my God. Blindside, when she told the coach, run the dank ball. Ryan Song is a great one, too. I have not watched Ryan Songs. Uh, old school, necessary roughness, says Grant. There you go. Toxic Tom says, glad no one said Invincible. I root for Vince Papali to fall short of the touchdown. I will admit, I will admit that I enjoyed Invincible a lot. It sucked to find out that the movie was not it. Uh, just like Vinesight, probably, honestly. The, the, the Invincible story is very different in real life. Vince Papali was actually a professional football player for another league for example. And it wasn't like they just tried out random fans. They tried out players from that league. Classic Disney. Charlie and Evans' was Concussion, a football movie? I would say so. Yeah, I would say so. It would probably be just the fact that, uh, you know, we don't want to talk about that kind of stuff to say that, that it isn't, but it is. It, it has to be a football movie. Anyways, uh, Bruce says, Mo, what are your thoughts on the Green Iron Gang movie? I have not watched it. I, I got I to gotta watch a lot of these movies that you guys are mentioning in the chat. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Jameer says, does draft day count? I mean, it does. It can count. But <laughs> I, I don't know if I could put it in this conversation. I mean... I draft day is so weird. Draft day is so weird because I know like it's just BS and yet I love it. And I want to watch it every single April. So <laughs> like, I know how bad it is from a realistic point of view and how uh, embellished it is. Yet I kind of like it. Like that is my guilty pleasure. It's like, you know, uh, Curveball, the baseball movie. It is absolute uh, BS. The plot is just, it's just not realistic at all. Yet when I first watched it, I kind of enjoyed it. And then I watched it a second time and I was like, wait, this is stupid. <laughs> this, this, this doesn't sense. First round pick, uh, super oh, number one overall prospect, cannot hit a curveball. Come on. Jerry Maguire says Joel Wilson. Jerry Maguire counts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it has to count. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I will see you tomorrow night. I knew that this question was going to get some takes out there in the chat. I'm glad that it worked. <laughs> I will see you tomorrow night. Check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys content. And as always... Remember that Prime Time is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. So make sure you check out the ride of the week. And I will see you all tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.